Hey everyone, Kelby Bachman here to make a quick announcement before we get started. I have partnered with Gina Perry and Beat the Streets National in hopes to help raise money for their Gear Up campaign. The Gear Up campaign aims to provide youth with a new pair of wrestling shoes, headgear, and workout clothing. We've all been touched by wrestling in some shape or form, so now let us provide the same gift wrestling gave us to those who need it most. You can donate at national.beatthestreets.org slash letstalkwrestling or help spread the word about the Gear Up campaign. You can find the link and more information about the campaign in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's talk some wrestling. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is The Real Slim Shady by Eminem, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Cody Swim. Cody was a four-time Iowa High School State place winner for Indianola, getting third, second, third, and third. He went on to compete at Grandview University and was a part of their very first ever national championship team. Cody entered the coaching ranks immediately after graduating. He enjoyed a stint at Des Moines North Hoover and is now the head coach at I-35 Truro. The I-35 Mat Club is actually hosting their first annual season kickoff this Saturday, October 22nd. You can enjoy dinner and a social that includes an auction and raffle plus live music. You can find more information about the event on the Interstate Roadrunners Mat Club Facebook page. With that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy Cody Swim. Let's go. Yeah, what's up? What you been up to? Uh, just uh, just got home from football practice. <laughs> Coach on middle school football. A little windy. Got it got cold quick. Yeah. Um, when's that season over? Actually, tomorrow's our last game. Okay. I was wondering because my uncle does it too, and I think their last game was yesterday. So I know it's kind of wrapping up here. How, how's your team doing? Good, good. So we have uh, seventh grade and eighth grade teams. Mm-hmm. Um, right now they've each lost a game and eighth grade tied a game. So they're three, one and one and seventh mm-hmm. grade is four and one. So you tied, you don't like <laughs> it's tied and at the end of regulation. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And you coach both? Are you like the head coach or? Yeah. So I'm the head coach for middle school. Um, wow. They practice together though. So yeah. Oh. And then we've got, we've got our head, head football coach. He, uh, he helps with middle school wrestling. So we're, we're working together. Nice. You know, and what I've started to learn is talking with some coaches too, that have been, you know, elite, you know, if you will, they, that's part of the, part of the key. Everyone's kind of on the same page. Exactly. Just trying to trying to build that culture. Right. Yeah. And did they already kind of have that when you got there at I-35? Yeah. So they traditionally they've had a strong program. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we didn't necessarily I guess I didn't necessarily lo- like where the culture was at at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so working on working on building it up. Yeah. Yeah, because back in our day when we when we scrapped it, they were good. They had some tough kids. Always Mitch Johnson and Clint Stapes are the two that come to mind right off the bat that yeah. were studs. 
Yep. I know Mitch well. And Clint, yeah. actually, it's it's crazy. Uh, Clint, myself, and the Walker twins, we'd go to tournaments together as little kids. Really? really? Twins, Robert and Dave, their dad yeah. would take us in a van and my dad would join and we'd just go off and <laughs> go wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> Battles happened. The Walker twins, what what which were what were they? What were their first names? Uh Robert and David. David. Okay. Robert rings a bell. I for some reason I don't know David as much. Yeah. But. So Dave, he ended up he ended up winning a state title his senior year. Mm-hmm. All right. Did Walker or did Robert ever win one? Yeah, he won three yeah. actually. Wow. Yeah. Look at me. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Dang. And then I think Clint Stapes won one. Yep. For interstate. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did you end up at Indianola then if you were running around with I-35? So I, I started out at Southeast Warren Mm -hmm. uh, and then towards middle school, sixth grade, I, I opened and rolled to Indianola. I worked out with Indianola as a kid growing up and just, just like the environment where I was at. So that's Mm kind of where we went. You know, as I've gotten older, you know, talking with some other people who may have done similar things, like when we were younger, it seemed like we made it such a huge issue or like we were like, man, they're open and rolling. And now it's like, good for them. Go where yeah. you like, where you're going to get the best workout in. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the things people sometimes forget about is sometimes you have to make that decision to do what's best, best for you, you know? So yeah. And at that time, you know, that was, that was what was best for me. So. Yeah. I mean, it worked out obviously, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little sad. You don't have the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no more mustache. He'll be, be back. He'll be back in a few really? weeks. Season really? really? Okay. Yeah. There's Where'd been talk of the mullet coming back too, but I'm not sure yet. Really? Yeah. So we'll see. Wow. I think my one of my football coaches back, my middle school football coach would do that. Oh, if you guys go undefeated, I'll, you know, shave my beard. He he always had like a big beard and he would shave it or something, you know. So that's it's always kind of fun. Yeah. No, I always I like messing around with my hair. Um in college at Grandview, I had a rat tail for a little bit. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember you dyed it black once for state. For state. That mm-hmm. was a horrible idea. I looked like a vampire. <laughs> I was stuck down cutting weight just pasty black hair was wasn't a good look yeah but i dyed my hair black too once and agreed it you know me being pale too no (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i read a little bit about how cutting weight for you was kind of an issue or you kind of wish you didn't cut as much weight i think that's i think a lot of people figured that out at some point too Mm mm-hmm yeah, Definitely. Um, and I think, I think that trend is slowly starting to to turn the other way where kids aren't cutting as much weight or I hope, mm-hmm. I hope so. But yeah, cutting weight, it just, it took the fun out of it. I mean, you think about it, you show up to practice, you're sucking weight. How, how much better are you really going to get, you know, and, and how fun is that? Mm-hmm. And so that's, once I got to college, it was a lot more manageable and I, I didn't cut near as much weight. Besides my first year, my first year of college, I wrestled 157 mm-hmm. and uh, Coach Mitchell, after that open, I remember this vividly. He said, you're never wrestling 157 again. Really? Secretly, wow. I, I'm thinking, thanks, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Gosh, you know how many 
kids wish that their coach would come up and do that. Hey, you don't have to cut weight no more. You don't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. good on him to notice that, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't wrestle at my best that tournament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the best, I guess, attitude about cutting weight. You know, it was my freshman year. I was still kind of learning the the tricks and what the difference between college and high school. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I put that, that burden on me cutting all that mm-hmm. weight, my, my first year of college, that first tournament, but yeah. And you cut a lot of weight in high school. Why, why did you do it in high school? Did you just want to get in lineup or no, it wasn't a lineup issue. Um, I knew it would help my team, mm-hmm. but I think, I think when I was in high school, that, that, that stigma that you have to cut weight or however you want to say it was still, mm-hmm. still kind of there and relevant. Um, I just felt like, yeah, you know, it's wrestling. It's got to be hard. I'm going to be tough. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get down to this way. I'm going to be so much bigger than everybody, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that comes with it. And but yeah, there's days where for weekends I would be 15 to 17 pounds over the next right. day, after, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't even know why sometimes we did it. <laughs> like, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> looking back, it's like, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? What What have you learned from that do you, that you kind of talk to your kids about now? Like, what if one of your kids now is like, hey, I want to cut down this low. And you're like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. So and I've had this conversation um, already. Um, really? Yes. And it's it's something that that I take serious just just because I know how it affected me. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously, weight cutting is going to affect everyone differently. But how I address it is I just lay out the facts. Um, you know, you want to get to this weight, you weigh this much. First off, is, is it possible? Is it healthy? And after that, it's how are we going to manage it? You know, what are we going to do? Is there a plan mm-hmm. that we can follow? Um, but the biggest thing is just, just pointing out, you know, you do, let's see how you perform when you get down to this weight. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to perform at your best, then, and, and it's healthy, then yeah, okay, we, we can do this. But if you're not able to perform and it's unhealthy, we want you at your best. I mean, that's, that's kind of where that's at. And then the, the kid and the parent, they, they decide, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Now, did you ever think about quitting when you were cutting weight? And I, I kind of already know maybe like everyone I've talked to said yes at one point or another, they thought about quitting wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a thought, I guess, but not really like it stuck, stuck my head. Like screw this. I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it would be all, oh, it, it, it was more like, it would be so much better if I didn't have to make weight tomorrow or, you know, it's funny you bring that up because my, my parents, they saw, you know, the weight cut and how it was affecting me. And, um, my dad numerous times, you know, in high school, tried, tried getting me to step away from wrestling. So we go hunting, fishing and, and doing stuff. Um, wow. which, I, which I think is kind of funny. Just, you know, I had a pretty good career and I was doing well, mm-hmm. but I think that shows as well though, how much he cares, mm-hmm. cared about me. So, Yeah. And a lot of one thing I've learned too through this doing this is people need that break. You know, did you ever have a break? Yeah. Um, I would take, I would take breaks in the summer, but not really like break, break. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times where I take like a month off, I guess. I guess that is a break. <laughs> um, 
but that that's about it i guess high school wise yeah because did you you didn't do any other sports did you i I think you played football but did you not play football in high school i you know what i i ended up not playing football in high school um in eighth grade i made a decision of, of what i wanted to be um and where I wanted to be at the end of high school. And I just felt like weighing 130 pounds, 120 pounds as a freshman, um, playing some of these 4A schools or 5A, you know, however many classes there are now, that it was more of I didn't want to didn't want to get injured, Mm -hmm. but I could also use this other time in the fall to really pursue, you know, where I wanted to be and and to reach my goals. Yeah, so do you bring up, do you bring up your middle school days to the kids you coach now, like, you know, back in my middle school days, I was. <laughs> you know? No, I don't. But uh, funny thing you say it, you say because I don't know how it happened, but maybe a month ago, uh, a parent asked me if I really played football at Penn State. <laughs> so I took a step back. I was like, no, first of all, if anything, I would have wrestled at Penn State, not played football. I don't know how that happened. And, and they said, well, one of the kids must be making it up or something. But supposedly you played football at Penn State and all this. I thought it was pretty funny. But no, I try not to. And I played on the lightweights for uh, middle school. So I try not to play up the middle school days. Oh, that that's funny. I'm, <laughs> what do you mean you played on the lightweights? Hold up. What is, yeah. What's the lightweight? Well, I don't think they do that anymore. Um, but it was, you know, you have a seventh grade and an eighth grade team, but also there's a weight cutoff. So there's a lightweight team and then a heavyweight team. I think the what? cutoff is like 120 pounds. So 120 pounds and under makes one team and 120 up makes another team. What? Yeah. And this was at, where was this at? Indianola. This was at Indianola. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I'm, if you went to a smaller school, like I-35, do you think you would have played football? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. And mm-hmm. continue playing baseball, you know, mm-hmm. baseball since I was wrestling, basically. Um, yeah. So. Oh, and you turn, you stop. Was I've talked to a few people who played baseball during, while they wrestled too. Did, was there just a conflict in summer wrestling that you just wanted to wrestle instead? Uh, it was more of, you know, like I said, that middle school time, I was really focused on wrestling and I did freestyle, you know, as a kid growing up, um, but stepped away from freestyle. So I could play baseball, Mm -hmm. um, up until about middle school. Then I realized, Hey, I, you know, this is where I want to be in baseball. You're going to, you're going to have to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But honestly, that, that is one of the biggest, one of my biggest regrets though, is, you know, not continuing baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talk about your career and you said basically your eighth grade year is when you decided, Hey, I'm, I think I can do this at the next level. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, as a kid, I, I was okay, but I wasn't, I wasn't placing at the state tournament every year. Um, in fact, I only placed three times, I think at the little kids state tournament mm-hmm. um my eighth grade year i lost my first match and then wrestled back and got third and mm-hmm. that that year that season it, that it lit a spark in me i guess mm-hmm. um i also started going to high altitude wrestling club 
Tunic, he put a ton of time into me. And Mm -hmm. so. So that's when you like, what, what made you decide like, Hey, this is, this is my sport. Like, this is it. I like this sport, you know, and this is what I want to do. I really think, you know, that eighth grade year, um, I was starting to mature more Mm -hmm. and just seeing that I lost the first round match and wrestled back and got third. I, I, I wouldn't say I was content with that. Um, but I also knew like high school's coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care, you know, if I'm a freshman or not, like I want to be at the top no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where my mindset was at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the state tournament, losing that first round and wrestling back to get third, like, I don't know how many matches you had to go through, depending on how big your bracket was. If it was like 64, man, because they, yeah. they could get that big. And that's almost tougher than, I don't want to say it's as tough or tougher than winning it, but you wrestle more matches. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you remember who you lost to that first round? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but uh, I think Clay Walter won that weight and then Julian Fikert got second. Oh dang. Those are those are pretty tough, tough racket. There's some tough <laughs> yeah, guys. Those in are there tough kids. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess I guess the the nice thing about that was I was able to wrestle that kid that I lost to first round on the backside again. So. Nice. Nice. Obviously ended up beating him. So nice. Yeah. That's always that's always kind of a confidence booster too when you yeah. make up that for that loss. Um so then you went into high school and you were wrestling at Indianola. Um, why did you choose Indianola again? Just, just was a better fit for you. Yeah. So as a kid, I, I, I started going to uh, the Indianola practices, their youth club um, and became friends with a lot of the guys, you know, I'm talking, I started like in second grade, third grade, you know, that age group going to Indianola. So I've known those kids for a long time and mm-hmm. um, coach young, great coach. Um, he was a, a mentor, I guess, when I looked up to, mm-hmm. um, and I just felt like that was a, that's where I wanted to be. You know, that's where mm-hmm. I felt, felt at home. Yeah. Who, where, what other school could you have gone to? Uh, S- Southeast Warren where I, where I would have, um, stayed if I didn't open and roll, but interstate 35 actually butts up to their district butts up to where I grew up as wow, well. Okay. Mar- Martinsdale was also another option. Wow. So there's quite a few in that little area right there. Yeah. So Martinsdale, I guess their district isn't close to, to where I grew up, mm-hmm. but the Walker twins, um, they're like my brothers, mm-hmm. you know, since, since I've played baseball at a young age, actually we met through baseball. Um, our dad's almost got in a fight in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what it what the reason was, but Robert and David, they're a couple years younger than me and they're playing up and my dad and their dad start bickering at each other um, and then eventually end up talking and becoming friends and we started wrestling together and that's that's where that started. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. And what are they up to nowadays? Uh, they are in the Air Force. They're cool. living out in Ohio. Oh, really? Okay. Both of them. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And so you, so you went to Indianola and you have this great career, you know, third, second, third, third. Um, I got to ask, does it, does it sting a little bit or have you been able to move on and accept your accomplishments as, Hey, you know, 
this is still really good. I still was really, you know, one of the best. Yeah. You know, just, it gives me the chills just thinking about it. You know, I can vividly remember, you know, those matches at state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it stings. It stings. <laughs> but I think that sting is a good thing because that's, that's what motivates me and gives me the drive to try and be the best coach, best coach that I can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't get what I wanted in high school. Um, so I'm going to help these guys get, get what they want. Yeah. What do you, what do you say to people who are like, well, I don't have any state medals or, you know, I, I wish I could have been as good as you. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it's all about who shows up, mm-hmm. you know, who shows up, who's put in the time. What, which year did you think was, was the one that you, you kind of hurt the most? Uh, senior year for sure. Senior. Yep. Yeah, end up wrestling uh, one of my teammates at Grandview in the semifinals. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrestled a few times during the season, and we met up in the semifinals. And he put me to my back. He lat dropped me. A little, little Gus threw me to my back, and I just couldn't. I couldn't recover from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back at your brackets though, and it's like, <sighs> just unfortunately, was the odd man out. I mean, your brackets were stacked. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I had those matches I lost um, were super close matches. Um, I guess I, I I don't think one stings more than the other now that I really think about it. Um, my junior year, I lost to Bombach in the quarterfinals, and we're in this little go-behind situation, and he ended up getting behind and getting two. And then later on in the match, I think I was down by one, same exact situation. I get behind him this time and the ref doesn't call two. And then, but so. <laughs> yeah. And he went, he ended up going to Stanford for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. And I, I remember I wrestled him down at, I think at Fort Madison, a little tournament and he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was really good. He was probably one of the most difficult people I've ever wrestled. Really? Yeah. It just, I mean, lanky and strong. Like Yes. And he, he used it very well. Yeah. I'm looking back at like, you know, here's who I'm sure you've heard this Nick Trezino, <laughs> Jake Ballweg, Brett Baumbach and Cody Caldwell. I mean, all four of those guys went and wrestled D one. Yep. Did you ever think about going D one? You know, I did. Um, I, I took some visits to some different schools. Um, you know, that, that was my, that was my, my dream, I guess, my goal of, mm-hmm. you know, it, one day I wanted to wrestle for a division one program, but I think, I think my senior year when I, I didn't, it's not that I realized I couldn't have been D one. Cause I, I think I could have, mm-hmm. um, but from visiting Grandview and talking to Mitchell and the staff and just seeing what they have had to offer, um, Felt like it was the best best fit for me. Yeah, well, I was I'm intrigued by what brought you to Grandview because they people know him now as obviously this powerhouse. But when you went there, when you were getting recruited, it's not like they had this established. You were actually part of the first one that first team that won. So like, why why did you go there then when they didn't have you know quite the accolades they do now? Um, Coach Mitchell and the staff. Um, you know, they, they made me feel confident. They made me feel 
Um, like this is the place where I could really excel. Um, obviously it was, it was close to home, which was nice, but also it was, you know, in Des Moines in the city where you're kind of getting away from home as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of getting, you know, best of both worlds in that aspect. Yeah. Cause Indianola was what half hour ish South of, of Des Moines still. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you're right. I mean, they still got to, your parents still got to let you know, Hey, we're coming in. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, even, even through the recruiting process with Grandview, um, you know, coach Mitchell, he was, he was very confident and, and where he wanted them to be and where they they were going to be. And mm-hmm. yeah. So it was almost like what he sold you on the vision yes. at that point in time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Interesting. Yeah. So kind of similar to you then because you started at when you got out of college you went to hoover right north hoover yeah north hoover yeah yeah and you kind of had to start that program not from scratch but you know you had to start from somewhere yes so did you pick his brain about how he kind of started the program yeah yeah um coach mitchell and my other coaches at graham you know coach turner coach reedy Mm -hmm. um they're definitely people i can i can lean on um, but what I really, I, what I really tried to do is take things from Grandview and kind of mold it into a way where it would work in that environment, you know, North Hoover or, you know, same thing at interstate, you know, yeah. now it's a new school. Like I'm, I'm taking what we did at Grandview and molding it to fit interstate 35, you know, cause every, every school is different. Mm-hmm. Every environment is different. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. What kind of challenges did you have at North Hoover? You know, cause they didn't have a, what, they didn't have a middle school program for like 20 years. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a long time. Yeah. It was a long well, time. Almost. And, and I don't want this to sound a bad way, but every challenge you could think of, we, mm-hmm. we overcame or we were faced with um, numbers was a big issue. You know, they, at the time they were powerhouse in basketball. You know, they would have wow. hundred kids signed up for basketball <laughs> and, you know, I don't know how many basketball players start. What is it like five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. five. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Cause I share, I share a classroom with, with a girls basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Damon Bryan. Yep. <laughs> so, um, numbers, equipment, um, never had any issues with, with like trouble or disciplinary, um, and I guess there's other things too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were other factors as well. Like a lot, not, I wouldn't say a lot of the kids, but a majority of the kids had to help support, you know, younger siblings, um, whether it was their parents were away working at night. So they needed to be home to take care of those siblings. Or, you know, there are some instances where uh, some of my wrestlers, they'd bring their siblings to practice, you know, just mm-hmm. so they could practice. Um, I became a, a bus driver. <laughs> with my car, you know, giving rides home, giving, you know, rides places. Um, it was a great experience though. I would wow. never take that back. I think, I think North Hoover definitely helped mold me into who I'm becoming for sure. Nice. Yeah. And you know, how did you end up getting the numbers? Because that that's tough to compete with a basketball program that that's good to then be like, Hey, instead of going for basketball, why don't you try this wrestling sport? Um, I think a big thing was, the youth club i started up a a youth club 
um, as well at North Hoover. I mean, that was the first step, obviously. Um, the next step was getting them to the room. So like we would play dodgeball and do different stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the next step was making the room more, um, make, making the appearance better. So it kind of stood out a little bit. So we got graphics on the walls and the doors, um, just different little stuff, I guess. I guess there wasn't really a, a go-to that I had a North Hoover for getting kids out. Um, other than just getting it in their ear that, you know, you play football, wrestling will help improve tackling, uh, mental toughness, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, the struggles that you probably went through there though, younger, like you just did now. I mean, continue to do this. They're going to pay off in the long run rather than somebody who had to go into an already made program, you yeah. know, like, yeah, you definitely. might, cause you might have to do the same thing at I-35. You probably still get good numbers, but I'm sure there's still some other kids where you just need to be like, Hey, you want, you never know right? who, you know, you might get the next big thing just by pulling them in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is um, for kids to realize that there is going to be a time in your life when that opportunity, you know, isn't around anymore. And mm -hmm. if you're kind of on the fence about maybe trying it out or not, just try it out. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't like it, and that's why I tell our kids still today, when I try getting kids to wrestle is give me one practice, mm -hmm. come to one practice. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to like it. You can hate it, <laughs> but at least just give it one shot mm -hmm. and we'll go from there. Yeah. Is numbers a problem at I-35 a little bit? Um, yes and no. Obviously mm -hmm. I'd like to, I'd like to have more, um, but right now, I think for school our size, we're sitting around 25 to 30 kids, which is which is yeah. pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of underclassmen. Um, we did last year and this year as well. Mm -hmm. So, well, one thing you're doing that's going to get kids out is the singlets are awesome. <laughs> Thanks. And those mats, those new mats that you have, those are also sick. Yeah. And so, to me, like that's kind of where you need to appeal a little bit to the younger crowd is, you know, the singlets look cool and, you know, try to make it a little flashier, if you will. Right. And something else that I've, I've realized that's becoming more of a thing each day is these, these sports graphics, like mm -hmm. kids love these edits and stuff. So I've, I've been on YouTube, you know, for hours learning how to do it. And I, I've actually really? taught myself and can make some, some decent ones. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to give the program an image that that is appealing, I guess, to attract people in. And that, you know, that's that's the the mats obviously is going to help with maximizing our our tournaments. Um, but also, yeah, they look they look pretty sweet. The singlets, they look pretty sweet. Yes. So yeah, what graphics are you learning? Because that's that's also, yes, a good a really good point. You know, hype videos, yeah, stuff like that. Um, just through Photoshop. Mm -hmm. um, mostly, you know, just removing backgrounds and that stuff. Graphic design people are going to laugh at me when I say that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> the videos I'm not even going to mess with. I get enough head headaches trying to understand Photoshop. <laughs> um, I like to ask my coaches this. Um, do, do your athletes, are they aware of the accomplishments that you had on the mat? Uh 
Yes and no. Um, I'm not one to really talk about it in front of my athletes. Yeah. Um, just, I, I don't want them to think they have to meet the, um, the, the expectation that I met, you know, mm-hmm. everyone is different. I want mm-hmm. them to, you know, for example, I'm not going to say, well, when I was at state, I did this or, you know, did that. Everyone's different. What I did doesn't matter. Um, what matters is what you can do and getting you to believe, you know, that you can accomplish, you know, something greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, most of the coaches that they say the same thing, what I did didn't matter, but does it at least also allow you to reflect on how successful you were at times? Yeah. 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 Um, I think the, the one, one point I want to make is about my accomplishments, maybe, they'll believe me a little bit more when I say, all right, let's get this sprint or, (laughs) you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm doing and what, what I want them to understand. And what I think they do understand is, you know, everything we're doing is for a reason. There's a purpose. I'm not just having you go 10 minute life go just to watch you get tired. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like everything that I'm going to make you do is something that I've done myself. You know, yeah. and I'm yeah. sure you've probably done it all. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we, we talked a little bit about cutting weight. Do you have a story about something you did when you were cutting weight that like, let me give you an example. Back at the uni dome, I think it was AU nationals or something. I don't know what it was uh, or state or something, but at the uni dome, I was like a 10th over and I was like, I'm not going to run. So I had them cut my hair. Oh, and I yeah. lost a couple tents. And so I weighed in and I made weight. So do you have any stories like that where you, um, you were maybe just a shade over and you're like, well, I'll do this instead. And you lost that little, little pinch of weight. Yeah. I've got many stories. Really? Um, I'll tell you one though, that, that really sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, state, state finals, my sophomore year. All right. They did. They decided to change weigh ins the time to, I think it was like an hour and a half before final started mm-hmm. wow. like an hour. It was the one year they switched. Um, that morning I was on weight. Uh, usually I'd float about a pound. So I had it time to where I'd float be okay. So I had a 12 ounce G2 and three chicken tenders. Okay. <laughs> Those chicken tenders did not come off, nor did the G2. I think I was just, first of all, chicken tenders, Awful choice, <laughs> awful choice. But those chicken tenders and uh, G two, it just stuck to my body because I think I was just so sucked down. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked my weight about an hour before weigh-ins in Indianola, and I'm a pound and a half over. And I'm just like, oh crap! <laughs> so all the coaches take their jackets off, they put them on. I'm wearing like three coats you know, a couple of pairs of sweatpants. We're getting to, you know, the arena as soon as we can. And I basically had maybe 20, 30 minutes probably. And I'm just sprinting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I, I made weight, but it was probably one of the most scariest moments in my, oh wrestling my career. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah. I mean, right before state finals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that brings up another question. Since you lived in Indianola, I've always wondered, did you have, did you still go to school and then leave and then go to state and then go back? 
so so close no um i actually grew up about a half hour south of indianola i'm out in the out out in the boonies Mm -hmm. but we would stay at home we'd stay at home um we wouldn't go to school um which at the time i liked of course (laughs) yes (laughs) um plus you get to stay at home um we do something a little bit different though at, at interstate, you know, we're, we're fairly close as well, where we don't stay in a hotel. They get to sleep in their own beds. Um, but also we have them go to school when we're able to. Um, I, I, I just think, I think the benefit of that is staying in a routine. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes people when big events come upon them like state wrestling for example they'll start doing extra things or you know something different or they'll change their routine completely because oh it's a state wrestling tournament where i'm a believer and you know sticking with what what got you there yeah well said i mean since i've been growing and learning and really starting to analyze athletes do they like the best of the best are routine like like hardcore they have like almost every minute of every day is accounted for yeah you know yeah i don't blame you i think this this may sound different but i believe if you want to be great at something you almost have to be crazy about it like obsessed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know no doubt super focused you know doing doing everything you can to to keep that belief or that potential of reaching your goal Mm mm-hmm yeah. Were you, was that you towards wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What did, um, so did you, did you get out of your routine then? Would you say when state tournament came around? Yes. And no. Um, I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing during that state time for me in high school was letting you know, the, the atmosphere almost kind of come down in on me, like, especially like state time, just seeing all the people and all that. And I've wrestled in big tournaments as well. Um, the, the biggest flaw that I had at the time was, was really my mindset was I can't lose, you know, I was so focused on not losing and feeling like I had to win that that really that really backfired on me that's when i started making mistakes wrestling wise mm-hmm. um, i wouldn't say i guess more of the routine that you know i i stuck to my routine as close as i could I, the like i said the biggest thing was really the the mental state of where i was at, at that time it's probably mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I lost, I would lose that state and then I'd come back and freaking wrestle the best I've ever wrestled before. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I got that loss out of the way. All right. Pressure's off. You know, I just put pressure on myself that I didn't need to. Yeah. I mean, did you have that mindset at, at those other big tournaments that you're talking about? Yeah, I did. Cause you know, like I won Tulsa. Um, I won the, you won Tulsa. Yeah. Wow. Heck yeah. yeah. And it was actually, it was me and Blake Sorensen in the finals. All right. Good company. Yep. And then Grothis, I think he got third. So it was kind of cool. Three Iowa yeah. guys. You know? Heck yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was the one in the fall. I was a freshman. It was when they had the 15 and they have the 15 and under division. So I was mm-hmm. able to, to wrestle that one. Um, 
but like fall brawl, I would beat some good guys down there. I ended up winning that my senior year in Kansas City. That's a tough tournament. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people from Iowa um, hear about it too mm-hmm. much, but it is like it's tough. Yeah, it is very tough. Robert Walker wrestled Bo Nickel first round down there. Well, <laughs> we were all giving him crap for losing to a kid from Texas, and <laughs> turns Ooh. out Bo Nickel, he he's pretty good. Little did we know. That's funny <laughs> though. That's funny because I going to those tournaments, you kind of have that mindset too a little bit, where you're like, all right, where are they from? All right, they're from Texas or Arkansas or something. You're like, okay, okay. Yeah. You see, yeah, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. You're like, ooh. Uh huh. <sighs> For and whatever that's all, reason, that's all mental thing. Like that's, and that's something I'm I'm working on. You know, a part of that culture piece is introducing, you know, not just mental toughness, but just the mindset of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, we started last season doing it's called wrestling mindset. Um, where we get a, a wrestling mindset coach, where we have weekly wow. or biweekly meetings, Zoom calls, and we go through activities of, you know, like preparation, routines, goals. Um, they, they get put in situations where, okay, let's say you've got this routine and it gets thrown off. What are you going to do? How are you going to bring yourself back so you can, so you can perform at your, at your peak, at your best? Yeah, that's and good I, stuff. And I think we're starting to see the benefits of it. Cause like I said, it's starting to change the culture within within the wrestling team a little bit. Um, we have more guys working out in the offseason than I think we've had in a while, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I think if you keep doing that, you'll you'll definitely see the benefits or in the long term for sure. Because yeah. that was that was my weakest thing, mental, you know. Mm-hmm. Who am I wrestling? What's he look like? Oh, he has a tattoo or something, you know, and it just yeah. immediately you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, he has a chin cup. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, the biggest one was uh, like this last season uh, that stuck out was, oh, he has a mullet. <laughs> no kidding. He must huh. be pretty good. He has a mullet or <laughs> he's got the new Nike Tawas or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, I, I agree that the mental is is a much bigger thing. I think it's becoming a bigger thing that that people are starting to become aware of. Are you have you used your, you know, when you had your mental lapses, are you using that as examples or to help benefit now your your athletes? Yes. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And I'm real with them, too. You know, like I'll I'll share the fact that, you know, when it came to to wrestling season for me, postseason wrestling season in, in high school, I was so focused on I had to win to the point where I would start, like I said, making those mistakes, um, trying not to score, um, trying to hold off that last takedown, you know, mm-hmm. in the third period because I felt like I had to win instead of just wrestling, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, I also want to point out, I think we 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 do put a lot of emphasis on like state and the places you get at state and all this stuff. But I mean, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of other people who placed third and above all four years, you know, like that's still elite company. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that one of your losses always happened at state. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that sucks. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, third, second, third, third is, 
one hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I think, I think what I did is definitely something to be proud of. I, I am for sure proud of that. Um, but like I said, it's, it's also helped me, um, helped mold me into the person I'm becoming, mm-hmm. especially cause I can look back on that and use that as motivation, you know, each day and help my guys out now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, has it ever crossed your mind that, man, maybe if I went to I-35, I would have done this instead or something like, uh, it has, it, it's yeah. crossed my mind for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, just thinking, what if I would have stayed? at Southeast Warren, um, seeing, mm-hmm. you know, at the time in high school, seeing the guys who won state in that class, mm-hmm. compare myself to them, which you never should do. Right. <laughs> Just like, man, I, I think I probably would have won a few titles, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would have became the, the wrestler and coach that I am today though. You know, I had great mm-hmm. practice partners at Indianola. I mean, that room was tough yeah. and had great coaches. Um, it was a good environment at the time to be in for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, the accomplishments you still had are still high level, you know? So um, when you went to Grandview, what, what was that change like going from Indianola to Grandview high school wrestling to, you know, NAIA? Um, it was, it wasn't too big of a change. The competition within the room, that was a big change. Um, at Indianola, I, I had, like I said, I had a lot of great practice partners during the season, but the off season, it wasn't as relevant, I guess. Um, there wasn't many guys that wrestled year round or went to many off season tournaments during high school. Um, but going into Grandview and being in a room with, you know, 40, 50 committed guys who all are wrestling or working towards the same, same vision um, was great. You know, schooling, Schooling wasn't too much of an issue. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the biggest adjustment, I guess, was when you get to college, yeah, the competition, it's a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, you get with it or get left behind. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, people I, I've talked to, like, they said, you know, we'll go to open tournaments and everyone's a state champ or everyone's a top three placer. Like, there's just no match off, really. <laughs> You know, yeah. where in high school, you might, you know, have that kid that just got out or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I learned a lot, not just about the weight cut, but just, you know, about understanding my understanding my body as well. In high school, I kind of had the the idea that you can't you can't take a practice off to heal or you just got to wrestle through it. Whereas in college, like there's times where you need to let your body rest for a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to be banged up for a while. Yeah. When did that happen for you? Did you have like just a Nick that you were like, ah, I can keep going. And coach said, Hey, take this day off or something. Um, it was probably my junior. Honestly, it didn't happen until later. Um, it was my junior year, uh, tore my meniscus. I know it's not that big of a deal, but my knee was locked up for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I was trying to kick it and hit it, try to get it undone. Um, but I just, I just couldn't come up out of my base. So I had to take some time off and get that repaired. And yeah. Did you have surgery on that? Yeah, I did twice. Really? Actually, so. Wow. Was it like a full blown tear? Uh, the first one was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, like I said, wow. it was 
caught in my knee. Mm-hmm. I, it was hours until my knee came loose. Um, and then the next one, it it was torn pretty good again. <laughs> so dang that, and you know, like that's sneakily one of those things that, yes, you while you say it's not a big deal, dude, it can be. The meniscus yeah. is is one that that you tear that can be pretty ugly. You know. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So how'd your career go at Grandview? If you want to give everyone just kind of an idea. So you got Uh, there, you know, it went well. Um, I qualified my freshman year. So I redshirted and then I qualified, Mm -hmm. um, freshman and sophomore year. I lost in the blood round, um, to place and then junior year and senior year kept having the knee issues. Mm -hmm. So that's where it was. I would say probably my best year though, quite honestly, competition wise was my, my red shirt year, you know, coming right out, coming right out of high school. Um, I wrestled, yeah, probably the best I've wrestled ever. I only Mm -hmm. lost a few matches, um, that year. Yeah. What's it like going to the national tournament and also having potentially somebody else from the same school at your weight? Oh, it's, it's exciting. Really? Yeah, no, it's exciting. Um, I think it does add a little bit more pressure though. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you want what's the best for your teammates, obviously. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. It is. But, you know, you have that that competitive nature, you know, to where you step out on the mat. And if it is your teammate, you know, you're, you're not going to hold anything back. Like you're mm-hmm. trying to you're trying to get what's yours as well. You know, did, so did you ever have to wrestle on your teammates at nationals? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't know. I if that, that would be tough. That'd be yeah. tough. Yeah. No, I never, never met up with one of them at nationals. Tournaments. Oh. Yeah, I've had to wrestle. I've had to wrestle teammates at tournaments and opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything was okay afterwards. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever? So you said Gustavo Martinez wrestled. Did you ever wrestle him again at, a, at an opening? No, he was, no. he was smaller. He was oh, okay. 149, 141. Um, I went from 157 that first tournament straight up to 65. And then the next year, went up to 74. I thought so. 74. And I even wrestled 84. Jeez. Goals, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was, I got up to like 205 probably. Really? Yeah. Did you just stack on the pounds? Like weight wise? Did you just like lift weights and just lifted? Was- but, I've got a crazy love for chocolate milk and you put me, you put me on campus in that cafe where mm-hmm. you can keep filling that cup up with chocolate milk <laughs> yes. and taco trucks and taco trucks and taco trucks. I had taco trucks within, you know, blocks really? of me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Chocolate milk and taco trucks. So is that, if you were to, you know, like when you were cutting weight, and there was a food that you just couldn't get give up. Would it be tacos and, and chocolate milk? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw Reese's peanut butter cups in there as well. That really? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Mine was um zebra cakes. I still like them to this day. Zebra cakes. Really? Yeah. Um yeah. one one crazy thing, and it, I think it's just a mental, a mental block, but I cannot eat dry food at all, like crackers or like cliff bars stuff really? that, that doesn't have much moisture 
and it just reminds me of cutting weight. Like that's how dry my mouth was. Really? Yeah. Ugh. To to eat a to eat a cliff bar, I've got to down a bottle of water. Yeah. Like I'm just chewing it, breaking it up, and then just forcing it down. <laughs> <laughs> really? So you must have cut like was it was it borderline like just miserable? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. definitely. But you know, I had this idea, you know, that that goal in my mind was so so driven in my in my mindset, I guess, to where I was okay with it. Yeah. You know? I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you do like to get down to those weights? Did you just, did you have to work out like three times a day or? Yeah. Um, Pretty much every morning I was in the wrestling room, whether it was getting on the elliptical and then running or drilling, um, you know, doing whatever I could to, to lose a pound, pound and a half. And then, not really have much during the day and then mm-hmm. get to practice and lose more. And then after practice, do more. And sometimes at night when I got home, do more then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, yeah, it was, was three, three workouts a day. Yeah. So what was your diet like? Oh, well, it wasn't the greatest. Let's just say that uh, yeah. um, I did eat healthy, you know, yeah. but it was a lot of like chicken and fish. Um, asparagus that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. did you do this on your own did you like look this up and and figure out that that was better for you to eat or were your parents help helpful with that or my my parents helped but also you know my coaches helped um Mm. and another thing is i went to the nebraska team camp we we did do that in the summers and met ridge kiley and i think he was a nutrition major something to do with the health but the guy knew the guy knew what he was talking about mm-hmm. um and sent me a few different programs that i that i used wow cool yeah rich kylie we'll talk about a stud there too okay. yeah <laughs> yeah so you kind of hmm. so it seems like you kind of did this a little bit on your own that's impressive that you know in that day and age you know in our when we were growing up we didn't have <laughs> internet and stuff wasn't as as big a deal. So like finding that information was a little bit harder than it is now. Yeah. You know, I would get on the internet and look stuff up, but also as crazy as it sounds, those USA wrestling magazines or the wind magazines that come out really? I was reading, trying to find out, you know, what, what's the best thing to do right now, or, you know, how can I improve? Really? Did you like have a subscription and get those sent to you monthly or no, the school did. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. Wow. Cool. What, who I forget? I've, I've seen USA, but I don't know who does the Win magazine. I'm not sure, but I was just reading one today because we get them at Interstate now. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. but, nice. So then that, that must be nice to have that in your back pocket as far as like if your wrestlers are cutting weight. Do you do a big portion on nutrition? Do you talk to them a lot about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, someone who helped us out a lot at Grandview was Dr. Kevin Miller. And he was he was like our team doctor and chiropractor, but also gave us that nutrition talk at the beginning of the season and was always an ear, you know, if we needed help nutrition wise or, you know, just health wise in general. Um, so I've, I've started incorporating him down at Interstate. He'll come down and give really 
yeah, we'll come down and give a talk in a little presentation and talk to them about, you know, what's good for their diet and what's not. Um, you know, they get a packet with different meals of what they can have and, and, and that and whatnot. Wow. Wow. You're hitting some big points that are starting to become really important. Yeah. Nutrition and, and my mental awareness. The, the, the biggest thing is like those two points, you know, the mental side of things, nutrition, they're so important. I don't think a teenager or high school kid at the time quite understands, I guess, how, how significant, you know, those two topics are. Mm-hmm. So I think the more they hear about it, the more they, they understand. Yeah, for sure. And, and getting someone as, as uh, tout, highly touted as Dr. Dr. Kevin Miller, I mean, that's even a big deal. You know, it's different if it's your PE, PE teacher or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I, I mean, mean, he's, he spent time, I th- the, the world team, he was their team doctor for, for a couple of years for our world wrestling team. Wow. So he definitely, he knows what he's, what he's doing. Yeah. And do you, do you have other people like other coaches or people that you've reached out to about um, maybe peaking or how they get their athletes to peak at the right time? Um, yeah, like I said, you know, I, I try and pick coach Mitchell's brain as much as I can or coach Reedy. Um, you know, I would say those two guys, I like to lean on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kel Sanderson also, he doesn't know it. <laughs> every time that guy's talking about wrestling or what they're doing, mm-hmm. I'm, trying to find it, trying to figure it out. And it's not, it's not to copy and try and do what they're doing. But mm-hmm. like I said, going back to molding, what has been working, try molding that at interstate and see how it can help us as well, I guess, make it our own. Um, but man, getting information out of Penn state, it's, it's tough. They keep things pretty locked down. Yeah. And you know, the saying goes, imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery. So like, even if you are taking some of their stuff and implementing it, it's because obviously they are where they are at the top. Mitchell at the top, like obviously they're, what they're doing is working. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's all Dake is he's training at Nittany line wrestling club now or going to be, I, yeah. mean, I, don't, I don't know the exact number of the world team members that are training there, but it's more than less. <laughs> right. Yes. So they're obviously doing something right. I mean, have, have you kind of learned that? What have you learned? I guess I should ask, you know, since you're in your coaching career over the years that, uh, you know, maybe you've had to change or adapt to since you started coaching. Um, I guess the one that sticks out the most is, and it, it sounds kind of hypocritical that I'm going to say this, but that it's not the college environment. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And there, there's, there's a difference. Yes. Um, so really, like I said, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but taking things from my experience in high school and my experience from college. And again, just trying to mold that to the high school level. Um, and also, knowing, I guess, not every kid is going to be as committed as I, as I am, or I was, Mm -hmm. like I said, everybody's different. Um, and I think that's key on understanding that is if you got a kid that's, you know, there to does, let's, 
let's just say stay in shape or help them in football. But if you're down their throats 24 seven about, you know, you have to do this or you need to do this, it's like that kid's probably not going to wrestle anymore. And you know what, that kid may have eventually been very successful, whether it's, in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think that is a brilliant lesson that you've learned that you're learning at such a young age is tailoring to each kid because you're right. And even at the college level there are kids who are committed and there are kids who are not committed or who thought they were going to be committed and are like no this ain't for me yeah yeah definitely and i think that's kind of the uh the teaching side of me i teach Mm -hmm. special ed um in each iep it's the document we use um to meet their needs but each iep is tailored to that kid like i said everybody's different um and I think that does help me on the coaching side of things, just understanding that, that everybody's different, you know, this certain way is not going to work for everybody. And I'll tell my guys that as well, like when we're doing technique, you know, um, or I'll tell my guys, Hey, go join a club, go on Sundays or a night after practice. Like I'm all okay with that. And I'll tell them, I don't, I don't know. I might not know the best stand up or the best way to finish this single leg. This guy might. You know, this option might work better for you. So, yeah, I remember, I think I'm pretty sure it was Brett Metcalf who coached, he coached the year at Cedar Rapids Prairie. And could you imagine having Brent Metcalf uh, come in and coach, you know, but like, I think yeah. he learned, he said the same thing. He learned that like, this is the high school room. I don't have Brent Metcalf in this high school room. Like I need to, you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it can be tough, tough sometimes, um, you know, coaches, they've, they've got a vision. You gotta, you gotta make sure that the team is on the same page. And like, like I said, I think that comes from culture and that's something that, that we're working on in the right direction for sure. That's a good point. I feel like that is something that can get lost. You know, if you're, if you are so dead set and tunnel vision on this way you want to go that you're not seeing the effects and everyone else isn't buying in quite, quite as much as you thought. Yeah. You know, that you don't want to leave them at the station, you know? Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's something that I I work on daily, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of ad- adaptation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, your assistants, you know, sounds like you have some really good, helpful assistants. Too, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, definitely. Um, we just hired Blake Bauer. He just got done wrestling at Wartburg. Um, he was a couple time finalist in high school. Um, we just hired Chad Stanley. He was interstate's first ever state champ, which mm, is pretty yes. cool. Yes, yes, uh, yes. For the guys to see, you know, that name on the wall. Um, and to have him in the room, you know, that tradition, bringing that tradition back mm-hmm. is what, what we're going to do. I mean, that's, that's what we're working to do. Um, then we've got for the middle school or high school, sorry, still Rick Fitch. He has been a part of the program for gosh, don't take offense to this Rick, but probably 30 years, 40 years, maybe yeah. like a long time. He's been, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, um, Jordan Fitch. He's also interstate 35 alumni wrestler. He's in there helping out. And then middle school, Mike Stewart, I 35 alumni Dean downs. He's coached, you know, wrestling and girls softball at interstate for a really long time as well. Um, and was an interstate 35 alumni as well. Wow. And where'd Blake Bauer go to high school? Southeast Warren. 
Oh, hey. Yeah, he was a Warhawk. Wow, cool. So, yeah, it seems... I knew Blake. I knew Blake from way back um, going to high altitude. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I was older. He was younger, but we crossed paths many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is high altitude out of? Um, so it changes. I know he's got a he's got a spot, a permanent spot up in Grimes, mm-hmm. but also he's coming down on Tuesdays to interstate starting in November, Tuesday evenings. And I think he's got a location at Ankeny as well. Back in the day, it was all across the state. Really? So when I was coming through there, they had one up in Prairie Valley, Gowry, that area, mm-hmm. and then one in Martinsdale. Wow. So he 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 would drive all the way to northern Iowa and then also drive all the way down to, to southern Iowa twice a week. Who were you practicing with there? Uh Robert Walker, David Walker, mm-hmm. um Travis Taylor, Brayton Taylor, um, know those Shay Taylor, know those guys very well. Um I'm probably forgetting some people. Oh, Jake Marlin. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um that's I mean, Chase Schultz, I never really practiced with him. I was, I was always older, but those, those are some of the guys that, that really stick out. Wow. Some studs. Yeah. Those guys are good. Yeah. It seems like everywhere, you know, everyone I've talked to when they go to clubs, there's always just, there's just groups everywhere in the state of just these studs. It's crazy. And that that same group of kids usually, or at least at high altitude, it worked that way is, you know, like me, Robert, David, Marlon, um, pretty, pretty tight knit group during wrestling. But also, mm-hmm. you know, we're great friends. We're, we're like brothers. We still talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because we had, you know, similar goals, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to touch on, you mentioned that you're a teacher. Did, so you got your teaching degree at Grandview. And then um, what was your actual degree in? Uh, elementary special ed. Elementary. Why, why did you decide to go that route? Uh, I, I like helping people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and as a kid, like in middle school, I would uh, do the special Olympics with, with, with peers. Um, and coach young was a big influence on the teaching side because I, I really look up to him and he was a teacher and a coach as well you know so mm-hmm. that's what led me there really cool and so that's and I what actually i didn't i started coaching at north before i even graduated at grandview i thought i read that or yeah. like you had you yeah you hadn't even graduated yet and you were still and so you got a job there too at north yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah so i had to go another semester um, mm-hmm. the policy for Grandview's education program was they, they didn't want you to compete at the time anyways, um, compete and student teach at the same time, really the same season. So I went an extra semester and student taught and coached at North. Gotcha. So, yeah. So that fall, basically when you would student teach, you weren't able to, cause you were, Oh, Hmm. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so what classes did you take then if you couldn't student teach? For, for that year. So you were supposed to student teach, but you couldn't because you were competing. So like what classes were you taking then? Oh, um, just the, all the prerequisites, um, like practicums and stuff. So kind of teaching, but not as strenuous. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, because I was um, before I went to UNL, I was at UNL being a, a student te- or going to be a teacher. And yeah, so I know the practicum where you kind of do a little bit of teaching or you kind of go in and see what, how, what it's like and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. So elementary special ed. So it's, did you land a job there at, at North Hoover for that one? So I landed a job just within the district. So the first gig I had was that next January. So, you know, a couple months after um, grad or a month after graduation, I was a long-term sub. So I'd go to different schools each day mm-hmm. um, and do that for that semester. And then I landed a job at Oak Park, which is a feeder school for North doing elementary. And uh, it was mostly behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, for four years and then interstate. So, mm-hmm. and when I mean b- behaviors, like I've, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I bet. How do you, I feel like coaching can be similar to that where you're trying to help every kid, you know, you want every kid to be the best wrestler and just like with, with you know, the education and special ed, but both that you want the kid to be the best or, you know, you want to give them the best and it can be hard to, you know, latch on to kids like that. You know, you right. take that energy home or whatever. Yeah. And, and honestly, that the teacher came before the coaching part for, going to, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to be honest, you know, I, like, I really want to be a teacher, you know, I'm not just teaching just so I can coach. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's important, you know? I think there's some coaches out there, obviously, that have it the other way around. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. So, so what were you, so you were subbing, so you were long-term subbing. Were you just subbing any course? Yeah. So I actually did do a stint at North for a couple of weeks. It was like heaven because once the bell rang, I could just go to practice and whatnot. But I would do elementary, high school. Literally, I'd just call in that morning and they would tell me where to go. So really, so you had no idea. It was the day of. It, yeah, it was the day of most of the time, unless it was like a one week stint or a two day stint. And I knew. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And I assume typically they just already had the lesson plan for you and you were just. Yeah. To, OK. It, I mean, it, it was a it was a nice two or three months, however long it was. Mm-hmm. No what lesson was, planning. What was yeah? what was one of the craziest like courses like? I can't imagine being a sub, even if it was for art, you know, or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, did you ever have that where you went into class and you're like, oh, geez, here we go. Uh, you know, honestly, and this is going to sound crazy, but one of the toughest sub positions I had was the study hall. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it wasn't because uh, I needed to teach them anything or meet any targets or goals. It was the fact that these kids had no respect for me at all. Cause they had no idea who I was. That you were the sub. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the sub. Like, are they, are they really going to listen to me? Like, I can't tell their teacher that they did this. Like it's a study hall. <laughs> so <laughs> biology, biology is a close second. Really? Tough, yeah. Why was that one tough? Yeah. <sighs> I'm more of a math guy. Really? Me math, too. History. Math and history. <laughs> so, so not into the photosynthesis and all that. Yeah. I just, I don't feel like I've got, I like to be confident in what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and trying to teach kids something that I don't know a lot about just doesn't give me a good feeling. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, 
So <clears throat> let me ask you what you kind of do from a day to day basis now with, with special education. Um, so I'm at the high school level now, which actually I was only um, qualified for K through six. And then I actually just recently finished my master's um, within the really? past. Yeah. Within the past six, seven months. Nice. Congrats. Um, thank you. Well, I figured, you know, I took a job at the high school level at interstate and I needed to um, advance my degree a little bit to qualify mm-hmm. me for high school. I figured if I'm going to be doing, you know, these courses, I might as well make it count and get my master's mm-hmm. done at the same time. Mm-hmm. But a typical day is um, we've got eight, eight periods and I've got a certain number of students each, each period. And we work on their target areas that they need to work on, help them, you know, keep up with, with their peers. And then, you know, lately it's been open mats in the mornings and weightlifting in the mornings and then teaching and then football practice for middle Mm -hmm. school. Wow. How many teachers do you have with your, um, you know, at your high school, like for your course? your special education course do you have multiple or are you the only teacher that's in there with them oh uh we've got a couple we've got two high school sped teachers um Mm -hmm. and that's i share a classroom with the other one nice yeah okay and so are they are they in there just the entire day and you're just kind of working on each target area yeah yeah so students come and go and we pretty much are in there throughout the day just helping them get what they need to get done so Mm -hmm. Nice. And let me ask you, um, when you mean special education, what does that, what does that entail entirely? You know? Um, So sometimes it can be behavior issues. Um, Other times it's maybe they're a couple grades behind in reading, you know, like the fluency or comprehension of reading or, you know, writing, maybe they're having, difficulties with structuring a paper organization, that kind of stuff. Um, math, similar to, you know, reading, maybe they're just, you know, a little bit behind in math. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to get them on grade level or get them to an achievable level that, mm-hmm. that they're successful at. So if they come in and they're a couple grades behind on biology, are you like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, other teacher, can you help this kid with biology? <laughs> yeah. 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 Or uh, the awkward, you know, health questions, you know, <laughs> go ahead. Let's, let's, let's go talk to Mr. Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Coach Bauer. Let's go see what Coach Bauer can do. Oh, is he, is he also a teacher now with you? Yep. Yeah. He's, nice. he's the health teacher. Really? Okay. Yep. Does he do PE too or just health? Health and PE. Okay. Yep. Cool. So that, that must be nice that you work hand in hand also. Is he at the high school level too? Yep. Nice. That's got to be nice that you're both right there too. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. And that's something that was difficult um, at North was because I wasn't in the building. I wasn't mm-hmm. seeing faces, you know, getting to know the guys in the hallways or keeping an eye on them or able to see where their grades were at so I can help them get what they need to get done. Um, so yeah, it is, it's very nice being able to be in the building, but especially have another coach that's in the building as well. I think that's, that's huge. That's huge for any, any high school program is, is having your coaches in the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, also it helps because you have, you have a, is he four, Does he have a four-year-old son? Five. Five. He just turned yeah. five. Junior. Yep. Wow. Yeah. He just started wrestling uh, last Sunday. 
took him up really? to the little Vikings up at Grandview. Yeah. What's he and think? Man, that's awesome. Like yeah. he loves it. And that's, yeah. I'm happy about that. You mm-hmm. know, I told Reedy that I was thinking about taking him, and I told him, I said, Hey, I'm going to ask him if he wants to go, we'll be there. But if he doesn't want to go, we're not going to be there. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm just really happy that he enjoys it mm-hmm. and has fun. Nice. Yeah. That it can be kind of intimidating at first, you know, for kids to go in there and try to, I don't know, throw another kid around or whatever, you know, take them down. Like, yeah. You know, we're taught not to do that stuff, you know? Right. Right. No, he fully embraces that aspect. He's, <laughs> he's a boy. He's rough. Yeah. Right on. Cool. So he's five, um, starting kindergarten yet. Yeah. He's in kindergarten. He's in kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. Did you take him your first day? Did I take him his first? Yeah. I, I met him there. He, so he goes to Eddieville, um, Eddieville Blakesburg. Really? Yeah. So I, I actually, I, uh, got permission for my school, which awesome. They, mm-hmm. they let me go there and walk him to his class and all that. So that was, that was pretty special. Yeah. And I love, I was going to say also, I loved your, um, I think it's your Instagram handle swim shady. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a big Eminem fan. So slim shady. Swim, so I thought that was very clever. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, yeah. I like it. So. How'd you come up with that? Uh, Honestly, um, in high school, I played a lot of Xbox with Ridge Kiley and mm-hmm. actually Jordan Burroughs would be, would play with us. Um, we played Borderlands. It was really some game we were really into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was my gamer tag in high school was swim shady. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of stuck with me. That's awesome. And honestly, I think the, the first idea I had it from came from AOL. AOL. Cause you could make usernames or, or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so one, one night I was trying to think of something clever and Eminem was playing and you know, the real slim shady is like, Oh, I'm the real swim shady. That's who I, that's, that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, last question I have for you here. Um, what have you learned through your losses that maybe you're like tailoring and helping you coach? now you know you know what i'm saying like what lessons have you learned you know through maybe some of the losses that you can pass on to the kids focus on yourself i think is the biggest the biggest lesson that i learned focus on what you can do to be your best self you know reaching your greatest potential don't worry about you know if the dude's got a mullet or mm-hmm. if he beat you last week or you barely beat him last week I think a lot of times is we get focused on the uncontrollables to where that kind of clouds or hinders our performance instead of, you know, focus on what you can, can control, you know, your preparation, um, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, focus on the controllables. I think that's the biggest lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an important one. So, I mean, if that's something you can instill, you know, you'll have a pretty successful program. You know, yeah, you know, not focus on what he does, focus on what you do and how you're going to do it, you know, to your best. Yeah. Biggest and, you know, not focusing on the result, you know. Hey, yeah. Don't worry about what the score is. Just take care of like you're saying, you know, just take care of what you can control and the result will take care of itself and it will be what it is like. Right. Right. And there's something about, you know, having that 
that mindset of let's say you go into a match and you've you've done the preparation like you're not taking shortcuts you're, do, you're doing everything right the way you should be and whether you win or lose that loss isn't near so bad as well i should have done this or i could have done this or maybe i skipped this workout if that if that if that makes sense you know yeah, what i mean yeah for sure yeah looking back on the maybe the corners that you cut a little bit right right you know before we get off i got one more thing um, yeah what's up we've got, a, we've got a big uh season kickoff coming up october 22nd st charles yes yes perfect Hall. Yep. Um, we've got an auction, a raffle, live music, dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a good time. So if you need raffle tickets, hit me up. Um, look up Interstate 35 Wrestling on all the social media platforms besides mm-hmm. TikTok. I'm not very good at TikTok. Either. <laughs> Get some raffle tickets. Help support the program. Yeah, I shared that. I saw you, and so I shared it on Thank my you. Facebook page as well, of course. Yeah. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, I love what you're doing there. And it seems like everything, you're setting yourself up to begin something great you know it may take some time but all good things do so um but yeah i I really appreciate you coming on and this was great stuff i think a lot of people can learn a lot of stuff even if you're a first you know i know this isn't your first head coaching job but you know you're on the younger side have a bright future thank you and i appreciate what you're doing, you know, any way we can promote the sport and grow it and tell our stories. I'm all for it. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, the one way I introduce my guests is by their walkout song. So if you were to have one or one you identify with, what would it be? Do you have a clean version of, uh, the real slim shady? <laughs> I'm sure I can find one. <laughs> if not, then, uh, uh, a wall nation sale. That was my walkout song college. Really? Okay. Well, they will oh sale, right? Sale, yeah. Okay. We would used to we used to yell swim when they yell. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you know, you could probably have a lot of fun with that last name. Yeah. You know? It's not a common last name. No. And you it's that's right. You know, like you think, oh, it's a common word, but no, you don't hear it. Yeah. You probably got some pretty cool, interesting nicknames, I bet. People just probably called you all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, one was uh, Cassandra Slam. What? Cassandra Slam. So my first high school loss came from a single leg. It was late in the season my freshman year. We were wrestling Iowa City High, and it was a close duel. Um, Brad Smith was the coach. He was coaching Iowa City High at the time. And I had a single leg. It was in the first period. Jack it up. Go to trip him. And the kid, the kid lands on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made more of a loud noise than anything. Yeah. yeah. Long story short, he stays down. They get the six points. They end up winning the duel. Um, my teammates started calling me Cassandra Slam. So I've got a sister named Cassie that was close to my age as well. Mm-hmm. So I had to live with that nickname for a good year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's your sister up to now? Did she know about this story too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she definitely knows about it. So yeah. What's she up to now? She's a realtor. It's cool. Yeah. Ah, did she sell you your house? No, 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 no. 
Her husband builds custom homes. Oh, um, so he's... not on that teacher pay scale. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a girls program or is one around the corner or since numbers are already kind of low for you, it's hard to say. Yeah. So we, uh, we do have our own program. Um, obviously this is the first year we've got, I want to say anywhere from it could, we could have anywhere, I think from five to 10 girls this first year, Okay, we had a bunch sign up at first, um, in the spring. And then obviously summer came along, um, mm-hmm. it dwindled a little bit, but we're going to, we're going to do our own. So. Cool. Okay. And I 35, like what, what area is that? Or what towns make up I 35? So Truro is mm-hmm. where the school is. And then St. Charles and New Virginia are the other two towns. New Virginia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just right off the interstate. Okay. Yep. So okay. basically, I would say from Osceola north to like Bevington area okay. is, is interstate district. It's a pretty, pretty good-sized district. It's just very rural. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't have as much numbers as we could have. Yeah. For sure. And I bet that probably, especially in the wintertime, you know, I bet some kids live out in the country. So I bet it's hard for them maybe to even get into school. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good area. We're we're right off the interstate. We can be in West Des Moines in 25 minutes. You know, it's convenient. Mm -hmm. It's waiting for it to blow up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you're like outside the city, so you can kind of still get the city uh, amenities, you know, but without having to live in the city. If you're not a city person, you know. Yep, definitely. So, all right, yeah. Um, appreciate the shout out on that October 22nd raffle. And what's that again? What's the whole thing going to be? So our Mac Club's putting it on. It's our uh, first annual season kickoff. So we plan to have it, you know, each fall right before wrestling season. It's a good way to get the community and others involved um, to help support our Mac Club. You know, they got us those new mats. Those were not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and you designed much. them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's my Photoshop skills. I was going to say, okay, <laughs> if you design those, I'm pretty sure people are going to be pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah. I think they're sweet. Yeah, they're awesome. Seriously, yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. So, And like I said, they're custom size, so we can have three mats down the center, which allows us to pull all of our bleachers out, where before we could only have one side and a few rows on the other side out. Um, cause I, my, my goal is I want to, the rich gray, I want to make that a premier tournament, you know, mm-hmm. add some more mats in our other gym, add some more teams, you know, possibly in five years, maybe it's a Friday night, Saturday tournament. Oh, um, that's my goal. So, and you're, like you said, you're in a pretty awesome location to have that happen right along the interstate, man. Like, yep. Parents can go stay at the casino. Yeah, or up in West Des Moines, you know, in West Des Moines. So perfect. Yeah, it sounds like you got things trending in the right direction. You know, not saying they weren't trending in the right direction before, but like when we were in high school, I thirty five was they always had some solid kids, and it seemed like it maybe tapered off a little bit, maybe. But now it seems like with you at the helm, you know, things are starting to trend in the right direction again. That's the goal. Yeah. So what is the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal? I mean, I, I want to be the best. Yeah. So I know that's a silly question, but <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I will say it starts, it starts with that Matt club. So this is a big oh, deal. hundred yes. percent. It starts with some, with support from there, the community and everything. 
Definitely. Definitely. You know, everything, if you have a mat club, pretty much everything that you have your hands on in the wrestling room or that's affiliated with the wrestling, the mat club has their hands on as well, you know? So, yeah, mat club is huge. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Cody Swim, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. I'm also happy to announce you can now find the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast on both Amazon Music and Audible. So be sure to check me out on those platforms. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for more information about the Gear Up campaign and visit their website. Again, that website is national.beatthestreets.org slash let's talk wrestling. Take care and we will see you next time. Slim Shady and all of us. Bucky.